0: Welcome to AI Chats, a podcast produced by the lawyers at Haynes & Boone in the AI and Deep Learning Industry team. I'm Hong Shi, an associate from the Austin office. Today, I'm joined by my colleague Raghav Bajaj. Raghav is a partner in the intellectual property practice, also from our Austin office. One area of Raghav's expertise is standard essential patents, which we will also refer to as just SEPs. Our modern interactive world is achieved actually by standards, such that devices like smartphones produced by competitors can talk to each other. And they use various standards like 4G, 5G, or uh, Wi-Fi. And SEPs are, as indicated by its name, essential to the standards, but there are a lot of challenges surrounding them. Today, Raghav will help us to understand these challenges and how AI technologies may be used to address them. Before we dive into the discussion, our standard disclaimer. This podcast is for informational purposes only, is not intended to be legal advice, and does not establish an attorney-client relationship. The topics we discuss are subject to change. Legal advice of any nature should be sought from your legal counsel. Raghav, maybe you could start with some basics of SEPs. What is a standard essential patent? And could you also give us some examples of SEPs uh, for technologies that we actually use all the time?
1: Sure. So, standard essential patents, um, like you said, they're patents that are declared to be essential to an industry standard. So, industry participants will get together to form a standard relevant to a particular technology. For example, USB is a standard. There are video compression technologies that are standards, and like you mentioned, 4G and 5G are other commonly used standards. They ensure interoperability. So, if I have a phone that implements the 5G standard, It can talk to devices made by other manufacturers that are complying with that standard. And as part of the standard setting process, the industry participants will sometimes declare some of their patents to be essential to practicing the standard in accordance with the standard setting organization's policies. So, in other words, to put it simply, if you have a standard essential patent, if you want to implement the standard, you're going to be using the techniques claimed in the patent. And those techniques can really wide-ranging. Some of these standards are hundreds of pages, and patents and standard essential patents cover many of those techniques written in the standard.
0: So is there any difference between a declared patent and an essential patent? Are all declared patents essential?
1: No. So declared patents are those that are declared to be essential uh, to a standard by the contributing company. Some contributors go through a rigorous process of evaluating the invention and how it's applicable to the standard, while other contributors do some varying level of analysis before declaring a patent to be essential. Essential patents are those that are truly essential to be practicing the standard. They may be declared patents, but they may not be. So the Venn diagram, there's an intersection of declared patents and essential patents, but there are essential patents that are not declared and there are declared patents that are not essential. And that difference comes up sometimes when, later in time after a standard is developed, companies may realize that they have patents that read on aspects of a standard, but they weren't participants in the standard setting process and don't have an obligation to declare the patents to be essential. By the same token, a declared patent might not be essential to the standard. For example, in one circumstance, A patent application may be declared to be essential to a standard, but by the time the application is prosecuted and granted, the issued claims may no longer read on the standard. So a declared patent is not actually essential to the standard.
0: So for people working with SEPs, it is super important, I guess, to determine whether the patents are essential, uh, whether they're declared or not. Is that right?
1: That's right. It is very important to determine which patents are essential. Uh, One big reason behind that is because it impacts licensing negotiations and amounts for licensing standard, standard essential patents. Sort of as a simple exercise, if a patent owner owns 500 declared standard essential patents, they can likely demand a higher licensing fee than a patent owner with five declared standard essential patents. But because patents can be declared to be essential without truly being essential, you know, narrowing the subset of patents can be important from the licensee's perspective so that the licensee isn't overpaying for patents. It doesn't actually need to license.
0: So what are some of the challenges uh, people are facing when they work with SEPs and to determine whether the patents are essential?
1: So one of the challenges in determining whether a patent is a standard essential a patent is the complexity of some of these current technological standards. Uh, as one example, HEVC is a video compression standard that's used in many consumer electronics devices. You know, your streaming devices, your phones uh, use HEVC to compress video data so that it can be sent over the Internet and played on a phone. That standard is defined by a 600 plus page technically dense document that lays out the requirements for devices that want to comply with the HEV standard with incredibly specific detailed algorithms and techniques for accomplishing those compression benefits. Another challenge is the the sheer number of potentially essential patents for a given standard. And I gave the example of HEVC just now. Standard essential patents for HEVC are largely licensed by a few patent pools that are formed around the standard. One of those patent pools contains over 10,000 domestic and foreign patents. Similarly, 5G incorporates technologies described in tens of thousands of patents. So sifting through all of those patents and claims is a really time consuming and expensive process. And when you get to the intersection of those two challenges, yet another challenge emerges. Some patents that are declared to be essential aren't really essential. That might be, like I said, because they were declared before the standard was finalized and the standard went in a different direction. Or once issued, the patent includes limitations that aren't relevant to the current implementation of the standard. Or the patent might be invalid because there was prior art that wasn't applied during prosecution.
0: We all know that AI can be really good at processing large amounts of data and provide useful predictions. With that large number of SEP declarations, AI probably can be a very valuable tool. Aragav, uh, could you explain how AI may help to address these challenges?
1: AI-based algorithms, as we know, allow machines to help in doing work that humans otherwise would have done alone. In this context, you know, technologically trained humans, people who know the standard, uh, can do some of the work. They can map one aspect of a, a standard to a standard essential patent and they can use that work you know a couple of examples and train an ai model to apply that analysis to a larger set of patents so if there's a defined set of patents that might be relevant to an aspect of a standard uh, a human can map a couple of patents and then train the machine train the artificial intelligence model to apply that same analysis or similar analysis across a hundred or a thousand patents. Um, One way that can be done is by using a model to translate between patent language and technical language. Uh, We all know that patents and patent attorneys use very specific language and by the same token, the technical standards use very technical language. So when a patent claim is mapped to aspects of a standard, that mapping requires some level of translation from the language of a patent to the technical language of a standard. AI-based semantic models can be trained using those mappings to do the same sort of analysis algorithmically. Um, other ways that AI can assist in these challenges is by mapping the inventors of patents to contributors to a given standard and whether they attended a given standards meeting. That's often indicative of whether a patent is essential to a standard because it it might tell you whether an aspect of the technology made it into the standard.
0: Um. So could you give us some example applications that different players may use AI to help them to handle SEP issues?
1: Sure. So I gave the example of licensing earlier. Um, A a patent licensing manager at a company can use an AI-based model to evaluate the company's own assets, see how many patents in the company's portfolio are essential or can be mapped on a standard and can compare that determination to a determination done on a competitor's portfolio. And that can be used to value the company's own portfolio or to determine whether a cross-licensing deal might be necessary with a a competitor to gain the benefit of their standard essential patents as well. Um, The same could go for purchasing a portfolio of patents. The uh, transactions manager that manages patent acquisitions can can look at a patent portfolio that's for sale, see whether it reads on a standard and whether it might be valuable for the company to acquire it and if they can do that using AI as opposed to a manual review, that can be done much quicker, the transaction can happen more quickly and the the human element is is reduced.
0: So we know there are some general considerations coming with AI technologies, for example, uh, accuracy and reliability issues, privacy issues, bias issues. What's your thought on some specific AI-related considerations when people use AI for analyzing and evaluating SEPs?
1: Right. So some of those issues apply just as equally to standard essential patent issues. So for example, bias issues. Who programmed the artificial intelligence model to determine essentiality? What is their goal? If their goal is to make more patents to be determined, to be essential to the standard, uh, their their algorithm might be biased in that way. Or if they are on the side of a licensee, they might have a bias towards determining that a large number of patents are not essential. Um, By the same token, if the AI model is, is not very accurate in determining that a patent is essential, it may not be very valuable. And if there's, if a human needs to double check it, that double checking effort might make the, the necessity to go and program an AI model uh, completely wasted.
0: That makes sense. Um, so there are, uh, even with the application of AI technology, for analyzing uh, SEPs, we probably can say that new challenges might arise uh, from using that, but that's a good problem to deal with, I guess.
1: Exactly, it may not be a good problem, but it's a new problem.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Uh, that's fair. So uh, now maybe I will ask you to make some uh, wild, Predictions With the rapid development of AI technology, are we seeing more standards um, or will you predict that there will be more standards and SEPs for AI technologies?
1: As artificial intelligence becomes more prevalent, there is, of course, a lot of patenting activity around artificial intelligence technologies. It remains to be seen whether that level of patenting activity rises to the level of of needing a standard uh, of technology development to ensure interoperability between artificial intelligence models or technologies developed by different companies. Um, If it gets to that level, certainly standard essential patent issues around artificial intelligence might arise. That sort of creates a, a meta problem. Do you use standard essential patents to analyze whether your artificial intelligence patent is standard essential. I don't know the answer to that. Maybe in a few years, we might know that, but uh, it is right now a wild guess for sure.
0: And that concludes our episode today. Raghav, thank you. And it's been a pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you. And again, thanks to our listeners for listening to AI Chats. Today, we've had the pleasure to meet with my colleague Raghav Bajaj, partner in our Austin office. Our podcasts and relevant articles about AI topics are located on Haynes & Boone's AI and Deep Learning Industry Team landing page, which can be found at haynesboone.com. It also contains our contact information. You can send feedback or questions to us. Take care, all.